What is going Bro. on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast and, of course, uh, Classic Rock Talk. I am joined by Cole Rayer, as always, and today we, we have are three back again. brand new albums for you guys. Yes, we do. Uh, I say we jump right into it. Yeah, we're not going to waste any time here. It's late. It's late no, night. we're not. We, uh, we're going to be it, yawning by the end of this thing. It is currently 11. So we got to get going. Um <laughs> But we're starting off with a with a with a with a heavy hitter, I would say. Yeah, very. Uh, go ahead and introduce them. So we got this album that was released in September of 1975. Um, it's from the Motor City Madman himself. I'm sure that probably just gave it away. But if you don't know who that is, that is Ted Nugent, and we're doing uh, his debut record, solo album. Yes, we are. Um. You know, I don't know if Ted Nugent really needs an introduction. Like, it, like I said, it's a Motor City Madman. He's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy good guitarist. But uh, yeah, I uh, I will uh, get into the uh, track listing here. Go ahead. We start off uh, side one with Stranglehold, Stormtrooping, Hey Baby, and uh, Just What the Doctor Ordered. And then we go to side two with Snakeskin Cowboys, Motor City Mad Madhouse. Where have you been all my life? You make me feel right at home and queen of the forest. Um, let's let's start with the beginning. Uh, Stranglehold yeah. is an eight and a half minute uh, epic introduction. Epic. It is pretty epic. That is, that's a hell of an introduction to start your album off with. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, Stormtrooping, I think, very good follow up. Probably. Mm-hmm. It's a bit. It's a bit in the shadow of Stranglehold, but I actually, I actually like it just as much. I think it's a great. I think it's a yeah. Great no, track. I was, I was about to say the exact same thing. I think Stormtrooping is very another very good song that's shadowed by Stranglehold, but mm-hmm. doesn't take away from the greatness of it at all. No. Um, hey baby, and then just what the doctor ordered. Um, great way to round out a side. Uh. I have to say, overall, one hell of a side. Yeah, it, and for four songs, it, it was truly a rip in four songs. Mm-hmm. Like you are. I mean, yeah, you just you hear Ted Nugent's blistering guitar the whole time, and it sounds mm-hmm. great. It sounds so good. His guitar playing. I was gonna wait. I was gonna save it at the end, but I, I might as well save it. Or I might as well say it now. But um, it's might be well, the. It's got to be probably top three for me of greatest guitar uh playing i've at least gone over so far i know there's 100%. Some, i know there's some good guitarists out there but holy shit dude this dude rips yeah he's he's definitely one of the uh top tier guitarists that we've covered yeah, um he is, he is s tier in there for yeah, sure um, for good fucking reason yeah i mean he after listening i've listened to this album a few times now dude i want a fucking he, I want a guitar. <laughs> I love a, his. Uh, he has that. Um, I always see him play a signature Gibson uh, hollow body, and he makes those guitars. I tell you what, before he picked one of those up, those were associated with like fifties blues bands, you know, like slower. Then he picks one of those things up and just starts ripping it apart. And it's, <sighs> it's like, damn, I wish I had one of those. Yes, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's such a majestic guitar. Um, yeah, 
his it's it's there's not a fucking he doesn't get a thing wrong with it. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows that he's mm-hmm. fucking taking you on a ride with his Oh yeah, with, he his, does. with his great fucking playing. Um, yeah. There's a B-side to this album. Uh there Snakes, is. Snakeskin Cowboys good way to start it off, I would say. Uh Yeah, kinda, another kinda another kinda awesome one. Um but that leads into probably my favorite track on the album motor city madhouse from yep. the motor city madman himself yeah i mean makes does, perfect sense he even does the the lead vocals on it like there's not like he does everything with this one and the the, the guitar riff in combination with uh his vocals uh that riff i i'm not gonna try and emulate it because i can't uh but that riff <laughs> is it just puts you on the edge of your seat right away yeah 100 it's 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 a madhouse like it's the song title just like fits the song perfectly it's yes it is such a madhouse of a song it is wild i completely agree it grabs you by the the it grabs you by the throat and just throws you along for the ride um because i'm pretty sure that the first thing is the riff like it just introduces itself with the yeah, it's just it's straight it's straight into the riff. Yes, um, probably my favorite track, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, Where mm-hmm. have you been all my life? You make me feel right at home. And Queen of the Forest are three very very good tracks to end this album out. Yeah, I agree. I and Queen of the Forest I think was the slowest one if I like the slower one if I remember right. I think you make me feel right at home is the slower one. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right, actually. Because it's, but, it's, uh, it's, he's got it slow it down, and then he hooks into the, the title, and he says it. Yeah. I, I think there's some harmony in there, actually. I, I can't I, tell. Yeah, I think so. Um, Queen of the Forest is a little bit more amped up. Not yeah, as okay. amped up as the previous you know, parts of the album. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but it's definitely more amped up than You Make Me Feel Right at Home. Yes. But I really liked the how it slowed down and then it kind of picked back up a little bit at the end yes um it's always nice when they screw with you like that yeah yeah very nice um but i have to say uh this was an exceptional album to listen through um Mm -hmm. you introduced me to ted nugent via stranglehold um, probably like a month ago or something i don't know i don't remember at this point yeah i was like did you listen have you ever listened to stranglehold yeah, that's how it came up, and uh, I was impressed by that, and this album really only reassured that, and I I now am extremely intrigued about his other stuff, and I will look into it, certainly. Now, uh, yeah. most bands aren't, you know, the same album, you know, ten different times. Like, normally they start switching things up and do things differently, so I wonder what gonna change when i go through his albums mm-hmm. um but yeah you, you probably have more insight on that because you know you probably yeah. know more about the albums they change a little bit but one thing about ted nugent is he's a he's a hardcore like rock and roll believer so he doesn't use keyboards or anything like that in fact there's a video out there of him annihilating a keyboard with a shotgun so <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Shows you shows his shows I'm you his stance on that. that. He's 
he's a firm believer in just like guitar, bass, and drums. Which, which you know, speaking what? of bass, I wanted to mention that Snakeskin Cowboys. I don't know if you caught it, but there's an eight string bass in that song. Okay, I I can't. T- I, is, I won't ever be able to notice small shit like that. I I, I guess it's no, not it, small, but it's just not something. I'm not musically gifted enough but to recognize i'll admit i'll admit it took me a second to figure it out but i heard it and i was like what the fuck and i had to like i had to look up what it was because it sounded so weird so what but, yeah if you know i guess i don't know if you know but how were you, i guess were you able to tell and what's the difference really in between an eight string six string five four string you know what 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 are the differences between all these so, I kind of know, but I don't. But um, basically, the eight strings, I believe, they have, uh, you know, you have your regular tuning, and then you have, I think it's an octave up, is what the other strings are. So, it's essentially like playing a 12-string guitar, but it's a bass. I mean... Okay. So, you get, like a, you get that deeper bass sound with, like, a lighter sound i guess is how i would describe it okay but uh yeah it's it's basically the big strings are still your normal bass strings and the smaller strings are the octave up so it's yeah i wonder now i wonder if you know i would be able to tell the difference now that you've told me you might be able to i don't i don't remember which part i caught it on I think it was just something I sat there and thought about, and I was like, "That sounds really fucking weird," because I mean, I've yeah. I've never really heard an eight-string bass before, so I guess I had to kind of look it up and yeah, okay. Um, I guess I should we should mention that Ted Nugent is not the only person in this uh, album. <laughs> Ted <laughs> Nugent of, on all the instruments. I kind of forgot it's to wild. Uh, explain that. But uh, lead vocalist is Derek St. Holmes for everything except Motor City Madhouse, which I believe I mentioned already. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ted Nugent's on guitar. Rob Grange is bass, and then Cliff Davies is drums. Yep. Um, so Rob Grange would I, be the one that used that A string. I think Cliff Davies even actually might have sung track. Oh, I yeah, can't tell you what right. track it is, you're but... Right. Uh, I think it was towards the end, right? Yep, it was uh, You Make Me Feel Right at Home, which okay. I completely understand. It does sound a little different than all of the rest of the of the tracks. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I I well, couldn't have told you what song it was, but I remember like the vocal style change, and I was like, mm-hmm. that might be someone else. Mm-hmm. Vocal, but... vocal style change right along with the uh, instrumental style in that song, so pretty unique there. Yeah, um, kind of an kind of the uh, black sheep in the album, but it's still good, it's still very good. Yeah, um, I agree. It's it's still a good track. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I think agree. this album is uh, a banger, certified yes. banger. Yes, this is this <laughs> certified hood classic right here. Yeah, um, this slap is a, that sticker on there. Mm-hmm. This is a very very solid album and is jumped its way straight into prob- like probably my top ten. Out of all the albums we listened to so far, it's top five potential as well. It's so, so good throughout the whole way through, and uh, yeah, there's nothing, there's there's never a blip 
on this album. There's never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I love every second of it, and that's that's hard to do. That's that is a hard feat to accomplish. Even yeah, the greatest is. albums have some. Maybe they have a dud or something like that, or just a few minutes of something that's not great, or you know, like an instrument that's not played to its fullest potential. But they there was none of that here. Yeah, I agree. I think they put all of their effort into it. And, you know, at this point, you kind of have to since this is your, like, debut professional studio album. But I think they did a very good job in how they did it. Yes. Um, um, this was an, this was album was incredibly made, and it is, uh, it is very high on my list. Um, and uh, to be honest, Ted Nugent's guitar playing is probably a lot to thank for that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's excellent on guitar he he really knows his way around that thing Mm -hmm. and it kind of his style reminds me of a more amped up old rock and roll i guess is what i would Mm -hmm. say yeah there you can definitely hear like the 50s stuff in there mixed with like the massive distortion that they have and yeah yeah it's so it's such a cool experience yeah it's it's really cool and i'm a big fan of those you know like the they're kind of remixed like they're they're kind of in the style of 50s rock but they're more you know modern yeah i guess like i'm i'm a big fan of those songs like steppenwolf did one like that and i think they always sound great yeah i i i think it's incredible and this was a great great album it was produced uh, well, no problems with production, no problems with any mixing mm-hmm. or anything like that. Sounds great. Um, and that is Ted Nugent's debut album. Yeah, go really give, good one. Go give it a listen. This was a this was a banger. That was a banger. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, so that was in 1975, and now we are moving forward to 1979. Uh, September, I think, was when this was released. Same label by Epic. Um, second studio album by Molly Hatchet. That is yeah. the name of the band. If you don't know the name of the album, it is Flirting with Disaster. Which you probably will now because yeah. that's. Um, I came across. Oh, how did I come across this? I was listening to. Uh, some I think it actually came over the radio now that I think about it because I used my little it probably uh, did the uh, thing on my phone to see what um, song it was. I don't I don't remember what oh, that okay. thing is called. Like the like yeah, like Shazam that sort of deal. Yeah, it's Shazam the Shazam thing, and I fa- and they were playing uh, "Flirting with Disaster," the oh nice the title nice. track, and uh, that's how I got to it was only again it's only like a month ago not even and uh that's how i came across these guys and i gotta say i was i've been very impressed by this album yeah it's uh, uh it's yeah it's it's uh it's an experience and uh we'll get into it here real quick the uh personnel it's uh danny joe brown on vocals and then you've got this it's kind of weird that you got like a whole host of guitars um, oh yeah, you have Steve Holland, Dwayne Rowland, and then Dave, 
whose last name will forever be unpronounced by myself because it starts with an H <laughs> and then an L. Uh, so that's not happening. Lubick? Sorry <laughs> if I got that wrong. I'm just going to say it. I don't know. Uh, Banner Thomas, bassist, and Bruce Crump on drums. Um, yep. Let's get. I'm going to get into the track listing real quick, just so you guys know. Uh, side A is Whiskey Man. It's all over now. One Man's Pleasure, Jukin City, and Boogie No More. And then side B is Flirting with Disaster, Good Rockin', Gunsmoke, Long Time, and Let the Good Times Roll. Not the car mm-hmm. song. Uh, nope. Anyways, <laughs> that out of the way. <laughs> Before I get into the, any of the specifics here, I uh, Bruce Crump impressed me with his drumming in this album. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I was actually, I was gonna say the same thing with the rhythm section. Like the rhythm section actually blew me away. Yes, they uh, they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. Bruce Crump was phenomenal on drums uh, in this. Yeah, album. no, and specifically Bruce Crump was incredible. Yes, I mean um, seriously, I guy i never heard of before until this until i'm you know until just now and wow i mean what a, I've, i felt like he introduced himself to me in a great way um mm-hmm. uh this is their second studio album they had their debut in 78 i think it was just the year before i'm pretty sure yeah it was the year if it before. wasn't it was the year before that but anyway um they had been this is their second and i haven't listened to their first yet but i can only imagine that this is a more refined product of what that would have been because uh everything about this album i kind of i kind of wanted want to compare it to ted nugent in the way that there's not really a blip in in the radar so to speak there's not really a pause moment or anything like that Mm-hmm. um yeah no i 100% agree with you i don't think there's a I didn't think there's a boring track on this record. No. Like there, there's none. And the 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 style of rock is a bit different to Ted Nugent, and it's not, it it's it's a little bit of hard rock, but it's it's more kind of like funky. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the things that comes up in my mind is like Skinner. It's definitely yes. more Skinner like, like mm-hmm. Southern Swamp Rock. Yeah. It's kind of um, it's kind of that southern yeah I, I like that that's the southern but no I rock feel I hear that that funky got in there too yes. I, I completely get that especially I I think Juke and City is a funky one um, I mm-hmm. think even Good Rockin's kind of a little a little weird um, but yeah. yes I I say your description was a little bit better the southern swampy uh, rock uh, definitely is a perfect way to describe this album. Um, and there's even in, some moments where uh, Danny Brown just kind of sounded like a uh, oh I can't remember the singer's name from Skinner, uh, Van, Ronnie Van Zandt. Van, yeah, you got it. There's some parts it. where I was kind of like, wow, he kind of sounds like a Ronnie Van Zandt there. I guess I didn't. But, I didn't uh, really think about that. Well, I, I didn't really think about that that comparison until you just brought it up. So now that I do think about it, yes, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Whiskey Man's a good intro. It's a good first track. Um, I, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, another good one. I, I do like the title track in this one. I like Flirting with Disaster. Um, mm-hmm. And Good Rockin'. Again, anytime rock is mentioned in the title of a song, it, 
It's good. It's good. It's always good, and this sin is no exception. Uh, super, mm-hmm. super good. I remember um, the one track that's not on this album, but it was on the Spotify thing, because Spotify does some weird shit sometimes, and it just throws tracks wherever it thinks it's necessary. But uh, yeah. Silver and Sorrow, I believe is what it's called. And it's it was one of the songs that I listened to. I actually listened to the okay. live version, I think. I, d- I don't know. Um, but that, I also like that one. So, But it's not really technically on the album, but I just wanted to throw it out there because apparently Spotify deemed it to be in the album. I don't know. I don't know if it's in a future album or past. I don't know really where it's at, but I know that yeah. I listened to it when I listened to this album on Spotify, and I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another good one. Um, but again, I think another track I liked was uh, Gunsmoke. Okay, yes. I think Gunsmoke was a good track. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorites off the album. I have to say, I'm uh, really impressed with how um, this album was able to retain retain my attention throughout the whole way. Um, yeah, no, I know, I 100% agree. I don't I, think... I never a... listened to this album all the way through before, which is kind of shocking. I yeah, know, you but... told me about that. Um you had listened to it before. There will come a day where I will <laughs> say an album and Cole will say, I've never even heard of that band. It will happen one day. It'll happen. It'll it's, happen someday. This but that day like is a, not today, it's baby. It's not today. We got like a fourth of the way there. Because <laughs> you know the <laughs> band, you knew the album, you just hadn't heard it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd listen to their first one because I actually... Their first one, I bought it simply from the album cover alone. Because that's another thing about this band. Their album covers are fucking awesome. They are sick. It's like fucking Seriously. Skyrim fucking weird. Yeah, like this one, looks like this one looks like it has fucking Thor on the cover. <laughs> Their first one, it's like a dark knight on a black horse. Yeah, it's something. They just were like, fuck it. We're making the, some cool ass shit. And then the next one's White Hog Rider, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Perfect description. They're, um, they're just fucking awesome album covers. They are, and uh, that's bonus. That's bonus points right there. Um, yeah. Like this album, great all the way through. No, no bad spots on it. Mixed well again. That's that. I yeah. understand that's that might sound trivial but if an album is not mixed well it doesn't really matter how great you sound on a certain instrument or a certain you know vocal track when you can't mix it so yeah we, we've we've gone over this before it's pretty important yeah it's very important um and again not a dull moment there's not a side that's better than the other and Obviously, my favorite part I think about this is they're just the rhythm of the band and how much I was really impressed by Bruce Crump's drumming. Um, yeah, no, he is he was great. Yeah, I, we already said it, but he was he was seriously great. Like, I don't think I've mentioned. I don't really think I've pinpointed like a drummer up until this album. Like, I, you know, I was just so impressed by him. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was really. I'm, but it just. It uh, it hit different. I would say there. I would say (laughs) it it just hit different. (laughs) 
Yeah. Bruce Crump is just built different. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, I agree. I think the only there's only a couple drummers that I think if I hadn't heard of them before, I'd been, like, very impressed when we listened to them, like Neil Peart, obviously. But, uh, yeah, like, for someone who I just found out his name, like, when I was listening to the album, like, yeah, he fucking blew it away. That's impressive. <laughs> like, That's impressive. Yeah, he... He fucking swept the floor and put it in the garbage. <laughs> he, no big deal. He fucking did an incredible job. Yeah, he did a great job. And I, so did everybody else in the band. Don't want to discredit anybody else. Um, Banner Thomas, yeah, no. on bass, Danny Brown, vocalist. And then you got your slew of guitar players. They all did a great job. And Danny Brown's vocals are really... I don't know how to describe them. They're really... I want to say they're like they're like a smooth gravel voice. Kind of like, like it's it's what you it's need how, for like a swampy rock band. It's what you, it's kind of what you're yeah. looking for. And there's like there's some parts where he can make his voice really gravelly, but it's only for a little bit. He and knows it's what that, he's doing. It's still that smooth. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. his voice is knows. really good to listen to, and it matches the music perfectly. Yes. I think. Yes, I agree. Overall, but, uh, yeah. very, very good job by these guys and a great album. That is Flirting with Disaster by Molly Hatchet. Yeah. Definitely one to check out. As is, as is our third album. Yeah. Definitely. All these are albums to check out. Yeah, these are all very good albums to check out. Uh, the third one here, we're jumping like four years yeah i think four we were in 79 just now yeah four years into the future we are in 1983 um i this isn't this is i i think this would be a pretty hard one to guess because it's their eighth studio album that's a lot of i don't think so i don't think this one would be zz top well i just gave it away (laughs) zz top zz top is huge (laughs) zz top is huge I was just going by the fact that it was their eighth album. You're like, okay. Well, I guess, you know what? Not a lot of bands would have their eighth album in the 1980s, so you kind of have to think about that. That probably narrows it down, actually, pretty pretty quickly. Um, This is ZZ Top, and if you know their 1983 album, then you know that this is Eliminator. I bet you know this one. Yeah. I have this one on a shirt in my closet, so. And I have this one on uh, vinyl pressing because you gave it to me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I did. I remember yeah. that. Um, this was recorded in 82, released in 83. You know ZZ Top. I don't think I... They... I don't think we need to introduce them because they're just... Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I, think... I, I feel like everyone knows ZZ Top. And if you don't, I don't know. you'll recognize a few of the songs from this album, for sure. Yeah, if you recognize any of their songs, it'll probably be from this album. Yes. Like... Um... So let's get into Honestly. it real quick. Um, side A is Give Me All Your Lovin', Got Me Under Pressure, Sharp Dressed Man, I Need You Tonight, and I Got the Six. And then side B is Legs, Thug, TV Dinners, Dirty Dog, If I Could Only Flag Her Down, and Bad Girl. Yep. Um, um, this uh, The personnel, if you don't know, by chance, uh... Billy Gibbons is your main lead vocalist. Dusty Hill is the lead vocalist for I Got the Six. But other than that, it's yep. Billy Gibbons. And then Frank Beard is on drums. Yep. 
the two beard guys and the funny enough the guy's last name is beard does not have a beard doesn't have so. a beard yeah <laughs> um yeah interesting interesting there but anyways uh go ahead and i i don't even know where to start i guess we start at the beginning um yeah as um, all of them are good like, <laughs> all of them are that's it. that's all I gotta say. That's all we have to say. And I knew I knew it was gonna be this way with ZZ Top because it's fucking ZZ Top. Yeah. But like, you know, I've I've heard these like individually before, but like even listening to them at, like as a whole album, I think it just still sounded great. It sounded very very good, and I don't you know previously I'd only known some of these songs based by themselves. You know, I hadn't exp- I hadn't had the album experience yet. Um, mm-hmm. And it's. Uh, I, uh, is it weird to say you know if you're not a huge album listener and you just listen to music on your way to work over the radio or on road trips or something just over the radio or even just on Spotify you just listen to songs as singles that I this, the experience of an album is definitely different um, yeah there's certain things that an album or certain feelings that an album can give you or certain adventures albums can force you to go on that mm-hmm. singles don't really do. A single is just a song, and that that song is most of the time like just a. It's really groovy or something like like it's really groovy. It's yeah. gonna get the clicks. It's gonna get people to listen to your like. It's just something that's. And if if it does take you on a journey, it's the short. It's like a short. It's like a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. You're just on a singular piece, whereas if you listen to the whole album, you're putting the puzzle together and going on the big journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, it's not, this album, I, I should preface, you know, this album's not really known for its huge, you know, epic journey, you know, as, no. as a story. Um, I'm just saying that I, I feel like the album as a whole, when you put the songs together, it it just give, it creates a, a feeling like all of these songs together create a feeling that this album gives you. Um, yeah, it's it has it gives you the it gives you like the vibe I guess is what I would say. Yeah, it's not just a one-off song that just is exciting or ha- is good, you know, bumpy even that will get people to listen to it. It's an actual collection of songs that when you put them together create create your identity essentially. Yeah. Um, with that being said, these are some fucking great songs. Uh, yeah, and I will uh, I will say I've had the honor of seeing these guys live before uh, bro. Dusty Hill passed away. What? And I will say, these dudes at, I don't remember how old they are. Let's see how old. At 73, it was, not, not only was the show loud, but it sounded like I put the fucking record on like the on the table and was listening to it. But I was actually like that they is, were standing up there. That is incredible for because no, typically when you get these older bands going on tour and doing stuff live, you're not getting anything like what it was the original album on pressing. No, it it sounded like I literally just took the record out of the sleeve and put it on the needle. Like it's, it was incredible. So cool. That is so cool. And, yeah, no, and like I said, they're seventy three years old. Like it's uh, it's wild to me. I wish they're man. they're up there doing their fucking badass cool to guys shit. You know, it was it was epic. And uh, uh 
yeah. I think I what really what I really like about this band, I would say, ZZ Top in general, is uh, the longevity that they created together. Um, yeah, it's not often we have gone over a lot of albums in this series. This is actually going to be albums fifty eight, fifty nine, and sixty, I believe. Um, and I would, if I had to guess, the percentage of like uh, b- band members that have like at least. 50% of the band has stuck together or more like it would probably only be like 5% of the albums yeah it, it, just, it would it would not be a lot it just doesn't happen and f- you know it's for unfortunate reasons one thing or another it's you know nothing we can control and probably sometimes nothing they could control it's just these mm-hmm. things kind of happen life happens to get pe- these people and when you when you do find a band like this that does stay together it it's a little more special when you listen to their stuff and obviously then when they go on tour and you get to see them live because you know that they've this is what they made back you know these are the same people that made the thing back in 19, 1980 yeah yeah no it's um and I'm telling you I've said it every time we listen to a band like this it's always the three person band Oh, you are so fucking right. I didn't even fucking realize. (laughs) There's there is yet to be a three person band that does not blow me off my fucking feet every time I listen to them. Like seriously. I I, I'm waiting. You know what? You're actually fucking right. If if we fucking went back and looked through all the three person bands we've gone over, there wouldn't be a Dude, it No. Not at all. You're actually so fucking right. It's fucking crazy, and I think I've said it every single episode too. I think you have. It's it's at it blows my year. mind. It's just, it's still. I guess it is. You're right. It's mind blowing. Like, how do they always do it? <laughs> yeah, they, it's just it's a it's such a they make such a massive sound. <laughs> Three guys. <laughs> Three dudes. I don't know. I don't it's know crazy. Either. I don't know. Um, but uh, for the individual tracks itself, I would have to say, uh, my favorite is between, uh, legs. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Legs is very popular. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was a single. Yeah, no, that was a single and music video because they have the uh, oh, the signature ZZ Top 360 guitar spin. <laughs> I got to see that live too. That was pretty fucking. Did epic. you? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, they fuck, they did I'm that. Jealous. They did that in the like at the same time the crowd went fucking crazy. Oh, it was my awesome. God. Okay. Anyway, I think legs probably be my favorite. I think legs are give me all your loving. Okay. Yeah. I really I like uh. So. I like the groove and give me all your loving, mm-hmm. and I like the uh. The thing that Billy Gibbons does where he goes down the guitar, it's like yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Yeah, the I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is very cool. <clears throat> Billy Gibbons yeah, no, these... does a great job on guitar. Dusty Hill good job. does a great job on bass and Frank Beard. What can I these say? Guys are just, these guys are just too cool for school, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's all he's got to say. Uh, these are like, great. This is a fantastic album. Uh, you've got to give it a listen. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It's just something you have to... I mean, if you're a rock fan and you haven't and listened to this album, you've got to get on that. What's crazy is, like, all ZZ Top out. Well, 
up until this point, I don't really, I haven't really ventured past this really. I mean, I have a little bit, but like up until this point, all the ZZ Top albums are like this. Like they're just they're yes. so yes. well done. There's not it's crazy. It's a it's a it's again it's it's a band where um they don't they don't uh, change what they what they love doing, and that's rare. And actually, I think until uh, Dusty Hill passed away recently. They held the world record for the longest running band uh, with featuring all the original members having stayed in the band since they formed. Because, huh. like, these guys have been going since 1968. Yeah. Up until Dusty Hill passed. Mm-hmm. That's which is, impressive. that was like 52 years. Yeah, that is... Uh, like, that's that's crazy. That is crazy, especially in a world where bands were changing, you know, year after year most of the time. It so it's so refreshing to see this guy and look what happened i mean they they were amazing yeah no and i think uh i think the only band that got close to that was the rolling stones but even then i think they were off by a little bit i think they were too i guess it's just it's crazy it's to hard think to that these three guys that these three guys stuck through all this and they just kept making fucking banger albums and i think it's hard to it, I mean, there's a lot. I'm sure there's so many things that go into, you know, being a band, and there's a lot of things. But I think you know one thing that hits everybody, and not just bands, is burnout. And like, yeah, you, you gotta think that at you know at some point they get burnt out or something like that. And mm-hmm. what well, comes I think with... they did. Go ahead. I think they did at one point. Because I remember reading a story that, uh, I think it was Dusty Hill went and worked at an airport for a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. And and I think he shaved his beard or something because no one recognized him. So he just like he was just working there and no one knew who they were fucking working with. Is this like a just kind of fools thing or like? It was just kind of like a. I wish I could remember what it was. I think it was just them taking like a small break. Okay. Because I think they just released an album, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna separate for a little bit and do our own thing." But it, like, even then, they didn't officially break up. Yeah. They were still they were still in contact with each other and still jammed. It's just they like they went to working normal lives. Yeah. <laughs> they got bored of being incredible, and we're like, yeah, "We'll just be normal." Yeah, like yeah, days. this is a bit boring, so we're just gonna <laughs> go back to regular life. <laughs> okay, uh, but that is. Eliminator, but I don't even mm-hmm. know if we said the album name. No, we did. Okay, uh, that was Eliminator by ZZ Top. Go we did because it. I gave it away that it was ZZ Top. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know if you said. Also, that album cover is pretty sick. Yeah, pretty bitchin'. Pretty bitchin'. Uh, but that—that that is all three albums for today, and that's gonna do it for today. Um, that was a good episode. Very good episode. Those were three, uh, I feel like I said this last episode about the three bands that we did last time, but again, these were just three really good bands. What can I say? They were they were great. Yeah, no, they were awesome. Um, but with that, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, that brings us to 60 albums uh, yep. on, the, on the show, and we will be doing another Talking 30, as you probably would have already guessed. Uh, it will just be the thirty album, this, the uh, second set of thirty albums that we have gone over. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we won't be doing, I, I don't, doing anything more than 30. We take a very long time and we'll see, we'll see how it works out and, yeah. um, might even get together for the 30, who knows, might record our, you know, faces or something like that. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll figure it I'd out. I'd be down with that one. Um, uh, just because it's such a special, it's such a special episode that I feel like it, yeah. it deserves our, our beauty, honestly. It does. We um, deserve to be have our faces in it. Yeah. Um, with that being said, get 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 yourselves ready for that, basically, because we are getting ready for it. We are going to have to create yep. our uh, 30 albums, and we're going to put them in order. We're fucking insane. And we're going to put them yes, in order we are. from 1 to 30. Uh, but that is going to do it for today. So if you enjoyed, uh, please, please follow and like whatever you, uh, whatever you heard. And... I guess that's going to be it for us today, and we will see you guys next time with our grandiose episode, uh, and we'll see you then. See ya.